Ciao, friends. Paisans. I um, want to welcome you to Where Should We Eat podcast. I am your host, Jacqueline Marfuji Caprio. And woo, do we have an episode for you this week? Sit back, pop open a high noon or an Aperol spritz or whatever you like to chill with podcasts and drink and get ready because I love my guest so much. He is going to make you laugh. He is going to make you cry. There's some like really heartwarming moments within this podcast that I was unexpectedly surprised by, which I loved. And it's just such a great journey through working in the restaurant industry and traveling all over the world, my guest, literally, I feel like probably has five passports with just full of stamps because he's been everywhere. And we get to talking about so many awesome places that he loves to eat at or cuisines he loves or stories about his childhood growing up in Honolulu and eating and cooking there with his grandma. Like, it's just so great. Um, And make sure you listen until the very end because his trust the tip tips appreciated tip is so good. And it's something that I feel like we forget when we're dining out. And I don't know, it's really great. And I love him, Dylan Leong. Um, he just tells so many great stories. It's not just an LA based podcast. Also, I know we actually do talk a lot about Los Angeles, but we talk a lot about New York City. We talk a lot about Italy. He, I mean, we talk about Cartagena. Um, we talk about Spain, just Honolulu, Korea, like everything. So just get ready. I definitely recommend listening until the end because I feel like with a lot of podcasts, we get to the meat of it during like the main course and like dessert intermezzo section. We even talk about karaoke in LA, um, which feels like you're doing American Idol for people at a bar. Um, He's the owner of the Belmont in Los Angeles on La Cienega and just a delight. So I know you guys are going to enjoy the conversation, but we before we get to Dylan, I went to Eats Con LA this weekend. And I say it like that because there's five E's in the beginning of the title before you get to the ATS um, of it all. I went with, I dragged my friend Anna Rubley, um, to this convention that was at the Santa Monica Barker hangar. And it was just so cool. That's where they have the independent spirit awards. And it was just this huge convention of all these different booths of restaurants all over LA. And it was some of my favorite places and that's what drew me to it. But then I also found some other awesome spots and it was really great because you just got to kind of taste everything and it wasn't super expensive. Tickets were like 10 to 20 bucks. We got to park for free and there was a bar, there was DJs, Tony Hawk was a speaker. I know some of the cast from The Fresh Prince on Peacock were speakers. And I have to say, it was the first event I've been to in Los Angeles where the vibes were so good. Everyone seemed so genuinely happy to be there. And obviously it was because we were all eating, but people were just like breaking out and dance at a certain point. And even if we had to wait in lines, we had to wait in some lines that some took longer than others. The bar line definitely took very long towards the end. Um, I think it's because everyone was so thirsty. Um, and the poor bartenders, they had a lot of cocktails to make. I kept it. I kept it simple. I just wanted rosé, rosé all day for me. Um, but it was so worth it. And I have to say shout out to the Giatta uh, booth. They 
they I've been to their location on Santa Monica and um, it did not disappoint. Uh, they are guys that started out in Montclair, New Jersey, have to give some props to the Jersey boys. And now they have a place here in LA and I know they do a lot of catering. I've definitely seen them do stuff for like Jimmy Kimmel and a bunch of productions. And the, uh, the spicy pea is my favorite, uh, sandwich. Their sauce is amazing. The arancini rice balls to die for, um, and everything held up. It was all, it was almost even better than it was in the actual storefront. So kudos to them. Grazie for being awesome. And I found a new favorite spot. It's called Ospi. It's O-S-P-I. If you're in Venice, I think it's on Abikini. And they made, I love a spicy vodka sauce, obviously. And their pasta was, it was al dente. It was so good. And I don't even know the name of the noodle cut because it looked like rigatoni, but like a rainbow. And it was amazing. And so I definitely recommend them. And everyone was so cute. And you can see them. I made um, a reel for eats con on my Instagram. So if you want to see the food and the people I'm talking about, you can go there. And then also we had, we were so full, but we had to stop at the heavy handed LA food truck. It was so good. They had these short rib burgers that were just, they melted in your mouth. If you don't like pickles, earmuffs, there's pickles on it and like a secret sauce and cheese worth the wait. So, so good. And I know that food truck pops up in a lot of other places. And I had to give a shout out to Broad Street Oyster Co. The line was so long because they're so good. Um, And Broad Street Oyster Company is in Malibu. And it became like a savior or like a fun, safe haven in, I would say like May, June of 2020 for us. That was like our big trip out of the house because it was an outdoor thing. So you could do a drive through and get like a lobster roll and rosé and you park. And it just became such like a light, bright place to go to because I don't know if anyone remembers, we were really stuck in the lockdown and we weren't allowed to go anywhere and restaurants really weren't even like totally open yet. So this, it just felt like such a privilege to be able to go to a drive-thru and to get lobster rolls. I recommend, I like the hot buttered lobster roll. It's your choice. They also have the regular like main lobster one with the mayo they have all that but we um the line was too long so we didn't get the lobster roll but i literally ran up to a nice couple and i was like can i please get a picture of it and they were really cute and they let me take a pic it was great um and shout out to slutty spaghetti i um wore her fabulous t-shirt um it was awesome she um gave it to me she gifted it to me i won a special like I don't know if it was a contest or whatever. You had to tag some friends and I did. And then I won. So shout out to the slutty spaghetti page. And it's S L U T T I S P A G H E T T I. Um, because I wore that t-shirt around and I got a lot of compliments and it was really cute. Um, so yeah, overall the whole place was great. We also met LOL Caesars, it was like laugh out loud Caesars instead of little Caesars. I'm going to try to get them on the podcast because they had these awesome sneakers that were just like pepperoni pizza printed sneakers, which who doesn't live for a pepperoni pizza moment on their sneakers? I know I do. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're 
gonna, they were really nice and funny and check out their page lol caesars on instagram they're so funny and yeah it was just a great day it was just a really good vibe and one of my hot tips and takeaways i looked at anna and i was like if i was single this is where i would i, I mean want to be just because it was so many people walking around just groups of friends you could tell like Everyone was just in a good mood. And I feel like that's where you meet people. Like I was just walking up to people and talking to people. Everyone was just full of good energy. So if you have a food convention in your area, I know my dad was at a food convention in Chicago this weekend. Check it out. I feel like it's an untapped resource. If you are trying to meet friends or if you're trying to possibly meet a significant other, it's the best place to to figure out, hey, uh, where should we eat? Because there's so many options around you. So I definitely recommend going to a food convention or something like a food festival. Or I know here we have a lot of like, there's, I think it's first Fridays in Venice. I don't know if they're still doing it where there's a bunch of food trucks, just something that's like a community that a bunch of people go to. I just found, I was like, why is match.com not doing a mixer here? Like it was just a great place to meet people. So that's my hot tip. Enough about me. Again, the podcast with Dylan isn't just about LA. I'm really trying to make uh, where should we eat, not just be LA based. Not that I don't love talking about restaurants in LA. I just know a lot of you listening might not be in Los Angeles. So I promise you, we talk about a lot of places all over and I have a bunch of guests coming on that aren't just LA based that I'm excited to share with you. Uh, I will be in New Jersey this weekend. So send me any wrecks or places I need to go to in North Jersey. I'm very excited about this trip and can't wait to report back. Um, so guys, please, please, please rate, subscribe, share with your friends, reach out W S W E at Gmail. Oh, W S W E podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what you're liking, what you want to hear more of. If you're curious about stuff, if you have questions and also I am on a show that I'm really excited about at the Hollywood improv June 10th. It's a Britney Spears tribute show. The, the lineup is insane. It's going to be so much fun. And it's also in support of we have Pride Month coming up here in West Hollywood. So I definitely recommend checking it out because it's just going to be so much fun. And I have some surprises um, in store for you. So guys, without further ado, here is the fabulous Dylan. You will enjoy him. Grazie. All right, Pisons. I am I have a treat for you. He is not a Pison himself. He is a friend of the pod, but um he just got back from Italy and we are going to pick his brain about all the things. Um I am so excited to have this person on. I'm gonna try to keep this to less than an hour, but I know we're just gonna have to keep having you back over and over again. He is an LA legend. Oh. I mean, seriously, do you even live in West Hollywood if you don't know you. Um, <laughs> he's the king of Sundays in LA. And you've also seen him on the Travel Channel. And he's just the absolute best person you'll ever meet. Uh, welcome to Where Should We Eat, Dylan Leong. <laughs> uh, thank you. I don't know if I can... Like, like I don't know if you can live up to those expectations. That I mean, that's a that's a tall order. But thank you. That was well, a lovely intro. Yeah, you're like the best. And my favorite thing about Dylan is he's so goddamn authentic. He literally, when I messaged him to be on, was like, "Look, I get after it on Sundays. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this." And I was like, "I totally get it. Oh, like it's awesome." <laughs> 
I'm trying to mature yeah. though. Yeah. At the ripe age of 50, hopefully, uh, you know, I'll, I'll grow up someday. Which is so annoying because for the amount of life you've lived mm. in all the places you've lived and the amount of partying you do, you look fantastic. That's really nice of you to say. Can... I feel, I think I'm pickled. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Is that it? Yeah, I think I'm pickled. I'm so jealous. I'm, like, uh, what been, are your I'm secrets? I'm just marinating in a soup of, of, of alcohol. I, <laughs> you know what? I always say, like, don't stop me now. <laughs> I'm pretty well maintained. I think it's when you quit is when the bad things happen. Well, yeah. You know, you can't quit. You can't no. be a quitter. You got to be in it to win it. <laughs> like, I had an aunt that smoked a pack of cigarettes a day, and at, like, 93, they were like, maybe you should stop, and then she died. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> how old George Burns lived, but they asked him what his secret to long life was, and he said... uh Red meat and cigars. Oh my God. What he said. I feel like I He's was related hero. to him. He was a hero. Yeah. Um, Dylan, before we get into our appetizer course, I just want you to give like a little bit of a background of like all, like basically why I just like pumped you up and said all the things. It's really I feel sweet. Like Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I've known Dylan for years and years. you literally have never seen you in a bad mood. I've never seen you ever be rude to anyone. You've always been so kind and so cool and so knowledgeable about everything and just the life of the party. So I want to know like how you kind of got your start around here in LA. I know that's a loaded question. It's a lot. Um, uh, first of all, I know a lot of people that would disagree with all of those sentiments, mm -hmm. but I appreciate it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I moved to LA in 2000 okay. um, from San Francisco. Um, I had been living there um, very unhappy for uh, I think f six years or something, five years. And uh, I always loved LA. Um, the first time I came to LA, I was like 15 years old and I just absolutely fell in love with it. And I like even every single minute that I lived in San Francisco, I was like, someday I'm out of here. I'm going to go to LA because San Francisco, I'm just not a big fan. Yeah. Um, I love the people there or some of the people there, but like overall that city just didn't really speak to me the way LA does. Got it. Um, and so I moved here. Um, I had, <laughs> I had been, um, Managing bars and nightclubs and promoting night, promoting nightclubs. And uh, when I got to L.A., I didn't know a ton of people down here because I was I had spent a lot of time up north. But uh, I uh, moved in with uh, my friend Mark Harris, who I think you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up working with him at the Saddle Ranch on Sunset. Oh, God. In the glory days of the Saddle Ranch on Sunset. <laughs> Uh, Which was a TV show at one point. It was a TV show. It was and aggressive. It, it was a horrible job. Horrible. Um, but the, because you're, it's almost like I, we, I was describing it last night when I was talking to uh, Rob Evers. Okay. Uh, our, our friend Rob Evers. And, we love uh, Rob. We do love Rob. And um, we were talking about how inevitably you just have, you make such good friends with everyone because you're basically at war. You're in war. 100%. You're in a, you're in a war. You're in a war zone. At any given point in time, you can die of <laughs> likely hepatitis in the Saddle Ranch. Oh, my God. Uh, but, but, but you know, and, and so we kind of bonded together. And a lot of those people just became bar community people. Totally. Um, you know, I think Craig Lay opened Rock and Riley's and then Justin Queso's. And, um, you know, there was just a, like a, everyone sort of went somewhere. Um, and we just all kind of stuck together, you know. Um, but... Uh, so they started there, then moved on to, I had a, I had a choice. I got a job offer to manage Jones, Ooh. which is a place that I love. Love Jones. I absolutely love Jones. And I love that vibe. company. The company's great. Yeah. Um, Sean McPherson did a great job. But uh, I, I, I saw that as kind of a, 
it, it was kind of a challenging opportunity because the bartenders had been there for so long and I didn't want to be like the new manager trying to tell people what to do when they've been there forever, you know? That's like a thing about the service industry yeah. here. Like if yeah. it's already an institution, you kind of don't want to come in and shake yeah. it up. And so my other option was to start bartending at Cabo Cantina. I opened Cabo Cantina in Brentwood. Oh, you poor thing. I know. It was... <laughs> I mean, the, the places that I, I've been abused by. Oh, my God. Life. At least it wasn't the one on Sunset. I feel like the one on Sunset's even, like, scarier. I think that was... The one on Sunset was a party, though, you know? Okay, the one... No, the, in... one, the one in Brentwood <laughs> was like, a party. no, it was a huge party. The one in Brentwood was probably the most... The craziest bartending gig, I think, uh, I've ever had. And we closed at midnight, and it was the craziest bartending Really? Gig yeah, it was just bananas. Really? Because we opened the place... There was a hundred person line down the block every day at four o'clock. Um, you know, he, Michael Bezerra, God bless him, phenomenal bar owner, good friend, uh, had only hired the exact amount of bartenders to, to run it. So nobody had a day off. So we didn't have a day off for like 40 something days. So everyone eventually was just like blacked out. Through there shifts. were some bartenders that would come to their shift, like 15 minutes before their shift, go to the employee restroom, cry. Mm -hmm. for 20 minutes and yeah. then walk onto their shift. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just like we were, and you know, it was just, you put your head down at, at 4 30 PM and you didn't look up until midnight, you know, and you were just slammed like constantly. That like in like the crazy heyday of the parlor, I feel like we used to do that. Oh yeah. We for sure. The parlor was similar. Yeah. Or like kind of cry mid shift. <laughs> there was <laughs> a few times where like, and it's so funny because the girls would always, the girl bartenders would always get in more fights than the boys oh, yeah. with customers. Of course. And I mean, poor, our manager Yanni has literally physically had to lift me out of the bar because I just was fighting. Lori was fighting. Like we've all been physically removed for fighting. At one point. Yeah, I love Yanni. And if, you know, if somebody's going to yes. physically remove you, he's big enough. To oh, he's it. such a teddy bear too. Just the sweetest guy on the planet. <laughs> He'll be like, Jeff, yeah. don't. Great guy. Don't do it. <laughs> that might be how we met maybe the parlor I, we did meet at the parlor i think that's why yeah, absolutely and i i think the thing is is there's such a community where yeah, we Teresa all like, deep was an old it. friend of mine yeah from back and you know and i knew i knew ike Hewn and all those guys forever because oh, they were west side guys no well ike worked at uh, the parlor not the parlor Ike worked at um q's which was right next door to cabo definitely and we were the only two asian guys <laughs> on the block so drunk <laughs> women used to always come in and be like, Ike, can I have this? And I'd be like, I'm not Ike. Ike's next door. That's racist. And I, I guess the same thing would happen to him. So we, oh we were bonded God. together through that. That's, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So from there, I was working for Michael Bezerra. And then, I, then he moved me from Cabo to the Sunset Trocadero, mm. which is, so I was back on Sunset after being at the Saddle Ranch. And I knew everyone from the Saddle Ranch days. So I just kind of acted as sort of a, a bartender manager promoter. Got Sort it. of. And then... And then, Can you explain the Sunset Trocadero to people? Yeah, it's... I call it the Star Wars Cantina. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy. It literally is like in between the body shop. Yeah. And then just like empty buildings. Well, the thing is, the thing is, you know, it, it, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. And, um, and it, you know, it's on Sunset Boulevard. So you, what you have is sort of this mixing of of because there's all these bars up on sunset boulevard so there's mm -hmm. sort of this industry situation happening you have the standard the standard hotel which is now gone but then it was in full swing then you had the saddle ranch um back in the day you had you know miyagi's and 
and Dublin's and all that stuff. And, and okay, is the line "Bubbling at Dublin's" and Jay Z song about the Dublin's yeah, on Sunset? Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, absolutely. God. Okay. Thank you for that. I learned something new today that I literally <laughs> have been wondering about for it's almost ne- that, that twenty years. Never going to help you. It's never going to help you. <laughs> it's going to help my soul, Dylan. Jesus. But it is. But the proximity of it is it, at, at that time was the closest bar to the world famous body shop, which yeah. is uh, what the uh, Motley Crue song, Girls, 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 because the sign says Girls, 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 and that was, yes. it's featured prominently in that music video. I love the body shop. It's it's fun. I feel like it's almost more fun for girls to go in Probably. and just kind of have, like, I went with, like, Kristen Doty and Rachel O'Brien. We went, like, one night before. When was the last was time you went? Rachel, God, this, it was probably, like, four years ago. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> OnlyFans has killed really? strip clubs. Tell us more about that. I haven't been to a strip club since OnlyFans. I haven't either, but I think I feel like a lot of a lot of people who would potentially become strippers can generate much more income. Way more from an OnlyFans account. Oh my god! Just by having an Instagram presence and then moving into OnlyFans, so it's almost like. Who, it's almost like who wants to do the manual labor anymore? Yeah, like you don't even have to go to work. You can sit on your couch and do it. No one's going to touch you. Right. <laughs> you you don't won't get COVID from I mean, the pole. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, I mean these like even the the like sub like B star B movie stars who release their OnlyFans and make like um a million dollars in the millions. first yeah right it's not crazy. even like un million right. <laughs> so I think I think that might be hurting them. But back on point at that time, the Trocadero was um, the closest bar yeah to uh the body shop and as as anybody who knows and lives in california you know body shop was all nude so there's no booze yeah so the place people would go to drink uh dancers and uh patrons alike would be the sunset trocadero so you'd have this mixture of industry people dancers aka strippers um some civilians Customers, aka Johns, and everything in between, and you get this terrific, uh, you know, seven-layer dip of just the dregs of humanity. It literally feels like, <laughs> <laughs> and we live right below it. Mm. Um, it feels like when you walk in there, and I've heard people say this about Saddle Ranch and other bars in LA, that there's actual like evil spirits that like come behind you and are like drink, drink, drink. <laughs> like you, there's just a weird vibe in there. I mean, I, I it, it was it's probably my favorite bartending gig I've ever had. Did you work with Sasha? I did. <gasps> I worked with him Sasha. at Sunset Market. He's such a great guy. He's Raja not- too. I worked with Raja. Really? With Sasha. Yeah. <gasps> hey guys. Yeah, and um, and uh, Mark Harris and uh, a couple other guys too. Just all the people. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. And that was how, where you started campaigning to be the mayor of West Hollywood. It was stressful. There <sighs> were times when, you know, I'd be either covered in blood or there'd be a guy with a gun or, you know, okay. I mean, there was times when that happened. I have a question about that because, like, I used to bartend at the Elbow Room on yeah. Cuenga. This was right before the shutdown. And I used to bartend all over Los also Angeles. Worked with, also worked at Saddle Ranch with Lee oh. Walker. Shout like, out to Lee God, Walker. Guys, it's, this episode's going to be six degrees of Dylan. <laughs> Jesus. But okay, yeah, but love, love, love the elbow room. Lovely. That's like the, his third shout out he's gotten on, on this actual really? podcast. He's yeah. a popular guy. I know, for right? For someone so grouchy. <laughs> we should have you to, I, oh my God, Lee. <laughs> we love you, Lee, but you are so grouchy. Oh my God. Um, 
It's so funny because I did not go back to bartending because I was so scared of like people like coming in and like holding me up. Did that happen over there? It didn't, but there was just, it started to feel unsafe, which I'm like a baby when it comes to that stuff now. Like for me, I'm just like, it's not worth it for me at this Mm. point. Like I used to have to like open on Saturday mornings after closing on Friday nights there and Coinga like was getting kind of rough. It got dicey for a while there. Yeah. I think it's cleaned up since you left. Here, I should go back. Lee, can I have a job? Um, <laughs> I think it's cleaned up a bit, but it was dicey. It was. Yeah. And sometimes I'd be there for hours without security. And it would be when like all the meth zombies were like oh, waking no. up for the day oh, yeah. and just coming on in. And my brain just went to like that scary of course. spot. Yeah. So like, what do you do when someone like, were you just working behind the bar? And you saying, have to just be really nice. Okay. I feel like, like, like I had a guy come in once um, that, uh, was just ordering shots of Captain Morgan and he was like spitting on the floor and he had tattoos all over his face and neck and, 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 and he was just like shooting Captain Morgan and it was like five thirty in the afternoon, six o'clock in the, in the evening. Okay. And, um, and then he, the next thing he told me was, you know, in about, you know, an hour and a half, I have to go to jail for the rest of my life. He was like, <laughs> About to go to jail for he had it was a third strike guy and he oh was like God. I'm going back to jail and I'm probably not ever coming out and I was like so he's spitting on the floor and I'm like well this guy has nothing to lose yeah you know what I mean like like what like, what's he gonna uh, like, do now yeah so I just went hey man you know uh, respectfully like can you just not spit on the floor you know you just have to be nice I think I think yeah. people respond well to that yeah um we had guys that you know had uh were in there with guns and so we switched the music to house music you know oh yeah you gotta like figure like the 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 the, the, you know the little tricks yeah the (laughs) roundabout way around it but there was a couple times when you know i mean when i was working there and you know guys would come in and they would have a gun and they'd be like what do you think about that and i'd be like i think you have a gun like you know i don't know what else to tell you but you have to leave wow and they would leave they wouldn't like hold you up you know no, because I think it. I, I mean, thankfully, no. Yeah. Nowadays, I think the world's crazier. I, who knows what happens? Exactly. Nowadays, you know, but um, that was, you know, ten years ago. Yeah. So or thirteen years ago. So, yeah, you know, I things are I think way crazier now than they ever have been. I mean, one of my favorite things about the Belmont was the security guards. Yeah, our, our security is fantastic. I mean, that's one of my favorite. Like, I literally would stand outside and talk to your security for like a half an hour before going in. Well, like, John's been there forever. Yeah. And he's one of the nicest human beings in the world, but he's also like, you know, he he's paid his dues. He's a tough guy. Oh, yeah. But he's the sweetest human being until it's time. That's my whole motto in life, right? Is yeah. be nice until it's time not to be nice. Guys, that's already a tip that he shared, and we're not even at the tips appreciated part. <laughs> um, it was really funny. So I was watching Stanley Tucci's like Italy mm-hmm. CNN show, and I immediately thought of you and Luciana Gatica because she has just gotten back from Positano, and okay. you just got back from Rome. Yeah, and I mean, I literally was like, I I need them both to be on the podcast. Unfortunately, she's not here, but um, she would be amazing. She, we're gonna try to do it over Zoom. Any woman who who <laughs> travels around with a bottle of Sriracha in her purse is fine by me right just <laughs> she is on fuego and <laughs> like always um so i immediately like reached out to dylan i was like i was watching stanley tucci you need to come on and so i want to know since stanley is always telling us where we should eat dylan out of anywhere in the world where do you recommend we should eat i mean you know that's a that's a that's a loaded question. It's a really tough one, and we're going to give you a lot of opportunities to answer, like in a multiple about. Of I think I honestly think, and this is very controversial, but I honestly think that if you're going to eat anywhere in the world, 
I think Los Angeles is where you should go. Oh my God. Yeah. And I think Los Angeles is undercover, the greatest eating town in the world. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Because I was going to be like, Dylan, we don't need to talk about LA today. We, yeah. We're okay. I'm here for it. Um, my, uh, my reasoning us. is, and you have to realize that I'm a huge lover of Los Angeles. And I know there's a lot of, I'm, I'm realistic about it. I, I understand. And I clock people's complaints and I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't have a commute. As you know, I live uh, two blocks away from you. Yeah. And that's a, like a little less than a mile away from my bar mm -hmm. and everything else that I do, I do from my house or on a cell phone. So. Uh, commutes, I, I know, ruin lives here in Los Angeles, and I understand that. I commute to Abbot Kinney, which, guys, for those of you that don't live here, yeah. it's like an hour drive three days a week. Yeah, that's tough. I <laughs> and, 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 you know, this is also going to not probably be taken. Well, I'm not in love with that area. It's, it's kind of rough. I'm not in love with that area. I mean, I think there are some really good food down there, and, and I love the, that people don't travel outside of it, and they sort of sort of a, you know, um, it's kind of a little community there, but mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't love going down there. Yeah. It's the Abikini can be real rough for me. Yeah. Especially during the day if you're trying to eat there. There's I like went to Jelena once at like, this is a long time ago. This was like probably 12 years ago or something. And I went to Jelena and I, I went up to the hostess and I think it was like three 30 in the afternoon or something. Yes. And I was like, do you have a table? And she goes, um, it's a four and a half hour wait. <laughs> and I thought about saying to her, why don't you just say no? Don't, yeah. I mean, I feel like you're insulting me by saying there's a, like, who's going to wait four and a half hours no one. to eat anywhere? Like what? You know, like, like, I, I'm sorry. Maybe some people would, I wouldn't. You're like, I want lunch, not dinner. Yeah. And <laughs> I felt like she, I felt, I kind of, I kind of want to be like, are you trying to insult me? Yeah. Just tell me no mm -hmm. and I'll walk away. But it was, that's, that's Jelena for you though. Yeah. You know, I mean, the food is fantastic. And is it? Is it that good? It's pretty good. It's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. good. Well, you have been. I haven't Italy. been. In, I haven't been in twelve years, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Maybe be able we should to go back. <laughs> I don't know, man. They did that to me. They literally. The last time I walked there, it was like three thirty. We had just finished shooting at Hollywire. Yeah. And we walk, and we just wanted like a glass of wine and pizza. Yeah. And literally, there was like one seat at the end of a community mm. table that was like in the doorway of yeah. the entrance, and we were like, "We're good. We're gonna go down the street." Historically, the server kind of treat you like um they're doing you a favor there too which is kind of a weird thing i don't know if that's, that's which is that's reverse how, psychology that's what it was when i went yeah that's that but mind you that was over a decade ago so i okay. mean it might have gotten better they might be great now <laughs> but the crew that was there before i, I felt we were very condescending jelena you should sponsor this episode and just treat <laughs> dylan and i to dinner <laughs> that's really funny i i mean i love i do think la is coming up so quickly mm. in the food genre right Right. Like there's also like Melrose Place just opened. Right. Have you seen that? Yeah. Have yeah. you been I met there? The, I met the owners. Um, okay. Nice guys. They were in the one, one of the main ones um, is the guy who opened uh, Third Base. Yeah. And also uh, oh, wow. Off Sunset. Okay. Um, from Oklahoma. Nice guy. Cool guy. Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, you the been? money to, 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 to launch that project, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's very know? pretty. And then it's like right above Catch Steak. Which right. I don't think that's open yet. It's not. It opens June. In June. I think it's like June 8th or something like that. Ah, it's yeah. the best time of year. It is a good time of year. I I'm mean, very excited for that place to open. Yeah. I can't, I haven't been, I've only been to like the regular catch. Yeah. Wow. I will. So we're, okay. So Los Angeles, let me, let me give you my Los Angeles yes. spiel. <laughs> give us the pitch. The reason why I think that LA is the greatest eating town in the world is because um, 
we have, it's one of the most multicultural cities I've ever been to. Okay. We have the largest Korean population outside of Korea. Mm -hmm. So K-Town is madness. It's amazing. We have the largest Thai population outside of Thailand. We have the largest Armenian population outside of Ar Armenia. Yeah. We have a huge, obviously, Mexican population. We do. We, <laughs> um, we have little pockets of everything. You know, I think um, I, the numbers, I might be one or two off on these numbers, but th I think there's something like 25 or 26 recognized regions of Chinese food. Oh my God. And in San Gabriel Valley, we have like 23 of them. <laughs> and I think that's the only place in the world besides China where that's true. Exactly. Um, I just think the culinary opportunities in Los Angeles are, if you're willing to drive and explore, are endless. And I think the only city that someone could argue could match up to the culinary opportunities that we have here would potentially be the boroughs of New York. I knew you were going to say that. Um, and I, I, I read some very, very convincing arguments about New York being uh, superior, but I, I, I just don't think New York has the space. I feel like we've definitely come up. And I always used to think of yeah. New York as like the Mecca, like right. all of it. Yeah. Um, okay. So where should we eat in LA? Besides Dylan is wearing a shirt that says meet me at the Belmont. I didn't even <laughs> say you're the owner of the Belmont. That that should have been your first credit. <laughs> you're like, Jesus, Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, I, no, it was great. <laughs> so he's wearing a meet me at the Belmont shirt. I feel like you should say, where should we eat? We should definitely eat at the Belmont because of their mac and I cheese mean, you alone. I just drink at the Belmont, but the food is really good. I'm really proud of my chef. Um, my chef, Gina, I think is, is she's just amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, she's self-taught, a Korean girl. And um, I think the food is better than ever. I've, I've owned the place for 10 years now. And, you know, I, 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 I would stand by the food there. But it's a very bar bar-centric fair. But I remember the Belmont won me over when I had a birthday party for my brother mm -hmm. and you guys let me bring out chicken parm with candles oh, in yeah. it. And that was his cake. That's a beautiful cake. Right? Sure, serve me that on my birthday. That's <laughs> the most amazing thing I'm on the planet. I'm a cake person. I would much rather have chicken parm, me smother too. me in mozzarella. Oh, come like, on. I, I want fried, just anything Italian. That's what I want I'm, for my I'm birthday. I'm right there with you. My favorite food is Italian food. Okay, so you just got back from a wedding. I did. Okay. Can you please tell us how, like, what went down food-wise in Rome on this past trip? He was at Stassi and Bo's wedding. I was at Bo and Stassi's wedding, yes. yes. And um, what went down? The food at the at the actual wedding was fantastic. They had a, I don't generally, cacio e pepe is generally a little bit too cheesy for me. Oh, really? Yeah, I think because maybe I'm Asian. Oh, oh, okay. It's a little rich for me. It's a I lot. love it. I, listen, I can appreciate a delicious cacio e pepe, but I'm only going to eat two bites of it. You know what? I kind of feel that way about it too. I, you know, same thing with carbonara. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't eat the Alfredo because I just don't eat the Alfredo. Yeah. But the but the creamier, like white pizza, I will only have one slice of white pizza. Yeah. It might be delicious. That's my appetizer. <laughs> I'm not a big rigot guy. You're an oh, well, there it is. I'm not I a big am. rigot guy. I mean, I, I I understand its value. Yeah. And um, I appreciate it. But okay. Uh, I, I I had an ex girlfriend, uh, no names, that um was like, I only eat white pizza. And I was like, this is never going to work. <laughs> no, it's just more regular pizza She's for like, you. I was like, you want to get pizza? She's like, can we get, can it be white pizza? And I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, I, let, let's just break up. Let's just not. Wow. Key <laughs> standards, guys. Regatta? No, you're done. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> uh, but it's, anyway, the cacio e pepe at the wedding was fantastic. That means it's really good. It was really good. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed. You know, wedding food can be hit or miss. Yeah. 
Um, but it was a really good time. It was an intimate, um, an intimate wedding at a beautiful uh, the Rocco Durasi. Uh, well, the was the, that it, the welcoming was? party was at the Durasi. Okay, and who doesn't love the Durasi? I mean, we're trying to book rooms there right now. Really? When are you going? So we're so we were supposed to go. Sorry, Paisans, you've probably heard this story before. We're going to a wedding in Ireland. Okay, the last week in June. And so we are trying to book. We are like, okay, we haven't been on our honeymoon yet. Let's right. just tack on Ooh. Rome, Positano, Capri. But I have a little bit of a suggestion for you in terms of hotels if you don't want to book to Rusty. Oh, totally. Okay. I, yeah. I love to stay at this hotel called Parco dei Principi. Okay. And it's in Villa Borghese, which used to be a vineyard sort of on the top of Rome. Okay. And... Uh, it's in the, I think it was maybe the 1600s or the 1800s. Some Pope took the vineyard and turned it into a big park and it's where the zoo is. Okay. But the Parco de Principi is a hotel that I found, um, when I was traveling around with my friend Pete and, uh, I, it was, you know, Rome can be very, very hot in the summertime. And so I think we might be pushing back to September. Oh, okay. But can be hot in September also. God. Um, October? <laughs> well, here's the thing. When is your wedding? Well, we already had oh, it's it. it's your wedding. Yes, we already had the wedding. It so, happened, so we're like, we need to go somewhere. So um, <laughs> the Parco de Principi Hotel, uh, I, I've fallen in love. Because, number one, there is an entire floor that's a gym. And attached to that gym is a smoothie uh coffee bar that you can just order skies and limit at okay and it's like it's like a gym gym there's like free weights there's like and, and it's just, and there's a spa there's an indoor pool and there's a gigantic outdoor pool and in rome you cannot find uh like a pool pool an outdoor pool an sesh. outdoor pool and they have like and at the pool, they have a bar, serve Aperol spritzes, bottles of wine, yes, everything yes, that you could yes. possibly want. You know what? I'm so happy you mentioned a gym because I feel like I feel bad talking so much about food and pasta and all this stuff. Right. And I'm always like, how, how is everyone eating all of this and not working out? Right. So it makes me happy to hear you say there's a gym. <laughs> and you know what? We might have to go work some stuff off to really keep it going. I mean, you know, in Rome, like we were, I mean, you walk an average of the thing about staying at Parco de Principe also is that. Um, you know, you walk a lot in Rome. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, pardon me. Most people average about 10 miles a day. We were averaging like 15, you know. Whew. Um, Whew. This is the this is the pool at the park. Okay, guys, he's showing me this like stunning Olympic sized. This, I mean, this reminds me of the Hearst Castle pool yeah, it's, outside. It, it, the whole hotel is very Hearst Castle. <gasps> Which I love. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, who? I literally. So we lived in L.A. or California for like a year when mm -hmm. I was in second grade and we moved back to New Jersey and I brought pictures of the Hearst Castle and convinced my class that that was where we lived. Oh, that's <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> I just because I just had like photographs we had just visited. And I was that's like, well, amazing. this is Maple. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, they hated me. I had no friends. So um, Hotel de Russi is fantastic and it's it's right there in the oh. center. And it looks old school. It's super old. Like, and... Yeah. Um, oh, my god. And they have suites, too. They have beautiful suites. All right. Um, so the Hotel de Russi is fantastic because the bar downstairs, uh, the, the Stravinsky bar is what it's called. Mm -hmm. There's always, like, you know, celebrities that, like, Taylor Swift was staying there one time. Cool. Like, people, you know. And there's always, like, you know, famous people and just really, like, posh people hanging out. And the, co the, the, the spritzes are delicious and the cocktails are fantastic and overpriced.
Perfect. Um, yeah, and it's right there by Piazza di Popolo, which is sort of like the, um, it's sort of like the crossing point into Prati from the center of Rome, which is nice because Prati's great. Okay. Um, so it's it's a lot more convenient than Parco de Principi. Parco de Principi is up the mountain in the Villa Borghese. But the beautiful thing about it, and I I, I convinced my friend Chris Shanley about this too, was that because we're staying together, is that you wake up in the morning early, like you know six or seven in the morning, and then to walk down into the center, you have to walk through this park, and it's beautiful with these like trees and greens everywhere, and the the air is nice and and brisk and cold. And you're like walking through the park and then you sort of make your way downhill into the craziness that is Rome. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of a beautiful way to start the day. Mm -hmm. Like you don't walk right into the madness of Rome. You kind of start in this nature and it's sort of like every day you're on a very easy hike. Okay. And there's a couple different routes you can take. One takes you down into Piazza di Popolo and you can walk right into Prati. The other one takes you, you can literally walk this one route that takes you right down the Spanish steps into Rome. And then there's like, and then up there, there's also some fantastic, like there's a phenomenal seafood restaurant called Galura. That's like one of the best seafood restaurants in Rome. And Galura. it's just fantastic. Write that down, um, guys. Well, I'll give you the, all, all the, the tips before you go. I have a whole list. I, I mean, I, I love that guys. I I'm promise you, I'm not being selfish by having <laughs> Dylan on and just asking all about Italy and Rome tips. I mean, most, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a paisano, but, uh, I spend enough time in Rome to qualify for you definitely a, a, are. a badge, you know, yeah, of some fun. sort, but I, I do love the city. So, you Did know, anything, what? have you ever had like an embarrassing moment in a restaurant in Rome or anything in Italy that was like, Ooh, that was awkward. <laughs> I, you know, I was, that's one of the questions that you sent me. Um, and I, I was thinking about it yeah. and I don't like, I think that I, I think because of the way my parents raised me, um, I don't can't, I can't think of any really embarrassing moments oh that I've God. had in any restaurants. I remember I, one thing that I remembered was when I was living in the dorms <laughs> in freshman year of college at university of Colorado, we had like a formal night. Okay. And it was like everybody had to put on their best dress and they were certain, like they had a carving station. And I remember getting up to get seconds and then coming back to my table and my foot got caught in one of the chairs. And I remember like and it was like a weird like my foot was caught in one of the chairs and I was sort of trying to get my foot out and I had a tray of food and I, and I was trying to get my foot out of this chair. So it was basically banging the chair on the table. So it was making this gigantic ruckus. So it was like bang, 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 you know, and. I I just started to lose my balance and I look up as I'm falling and the entire cafeteria is staring at me because I've been banging this chair on the table <laughs> and I just went down and my plate went in the air. Rice <laughs> went all over the back, the window and back of me and I was like lying on the floor and I could and I just knew every single person in the entire cafeteria. It had to be 200 plus people oh my God. just saw me just go crashing down, but I was in the corner. So I went crashing down. And I remember laying on the floor and I was looking and the door was like maybe 15 feet away. And I was like, can I crawl out the door without anybody seeing me? And I, and then as I'm laying on the floor, I hear people start to whisper, like, is he okay? Like, is he hurt? And I realized, oh, I'm not getting out of this one. Oh man! So I just stood up really abruptly and just uh, like put my hand in the air and did like a, like a number one sign. <laughs> like I just pointed at the sky, like God, like a God bless kind of yes. moment. And uh, everybody just started clapping and screaming, and I thought that was just like hilarious. That's amazing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was very embarrassing. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, and you were like was, notorious. And then there was another. I was thinking about another instance that I had, and I don't know. Is this a PG podcast? Like, no, what, you can say okay. whatever you want. Uh, there was a restaurant that I frequented, and um, I ended up um, uh, I don't know, hooking up with one of the uh, host servers there. Okay, and I didn't realize that she was uh, the ex girlfriend of the GM, who was a friend of mine but not like a we weren't like close friends but we we're yeah. like not acquaintances either we we're like friends friend friends but i didn't i didn't realize that they had previously dated and then uh post a very short affair with this person they got back together and then uh had a kid together oh, and wow. um i always i never knew if he knew that we had had that you know that moment or whatever yeah and um and I was always telling my friend who was better friends with him, um, you know, I just don't, I don't know if he knows. I really like him. He's such a good guy, you know? And then, uh, the friend that, had, the friend that we had in common had moved away and had moved back and we went in to have dinner and, uh, I saw the two of them talking. So I went over to say hi to them and I walked in on their conversation and the, the manager guy was saying, you know, when my child was born, he didn't look like. Like me, he's, he goes, he, he, he looked like he was Asian. I, I figured, I thought it was Dylan's kid. And that was, I, like, I almost knocked myself. I like, Is I, it I, your I, like, kid, Dylan? No, he's not. Absolutely not. But, I, I, but he, I, he was making a joke at my expense, and oh, it was a really, good. really good one. That's a good and one. And I almost knocked myself out when I hit my, I, like, covered my mouth, and I almost knocked myself out. It was, and they were laughing hysterically at me. Uh, oh, that my was, God. That was another uh, embarrassing moment. But that's the, uh, that's the only ones I could really think of. Those are good. I had an awkward fall moment Yeah. when Tommy and I first started dating. Where? My parents were staying at... It was where they filmed Pretty Woman. I think it's the Four Seasons. Okay. On like... Or the region Beverly Wilshire. Down here on Wilshire. On, in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So super really, posh place. Super posh. Right. Like just picture like... It was the first time he was meeting the parents. Oh, no. It was like all the things. So we had finished... That was your parents though. It was my Okay, parents. that's fine. Yeah, which is he the way he like won, I think, me over and them over. So my dad, CEO, president of Locatelli Cheese, Ambriella, whatever. Shout out to Locatelli Delicious. Shout out. Yes. The, the best. And so Tommy. I only use that for my Pecorino Romano. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. We have to get you some. I, I, I use it. I, I, I only I don't really use Parmesan. I use yeah. Pecorino Romano for most there, things. I do. I like Pecorino Romano. It's, it's my better. favorite. Yeah. It's got a little kick to it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes. continue. Sorry. No. So we go out to dinner in Beverly Hills at some Italian restaurant and we're having a good time. Everything's fine. And all of a sudden the server comes over during the pasta course and offers Tommy cheese. And he went, no, 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 I'm good. I have my own pulls out a bag of pecorino. No. <laughs> we were like, Oh, you're a good, that's like, good. Right. That's sharp. That was a good I move. I love it. I love it. So like the night was going well, we go back to the hotel okay. and all of a sudden I'm like strutting through. There's like a bar area. Mm -hmm. There's like a band playing and I'm like feeling myself strutting through and my heel gets caught in my pants oh, no. <laughs> and I just wipe out. Like I literally just like hit the ground. It was like everyone around was like, oh my God, did she just bust her face? Yeah. Like what just happened? And as it happened, a woman walked over to Tommy and was like, um, I think your girlfriend's on the ground. <laughs> like it was just like one of those things that I hopped up like a goddamn champ. Yeah. It was like a bend and snap where I was like, I'm good. 
yeah. like the same thing. Where you kind of have like, to. You, I was in so much pain. I was so <laughs> embarrassed. My ego was so bruised. It's Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like I wiped the F out and it's no. And I just sucked it up like a champ. It's That's, always those moments when you're super feeling yourself that some shit like 100%. God was like, Jacqueline, come on. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, bing. Like, no. You're just a little too comfy with you right now. Yes, dial it down, bitch. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Oh, my God. What a memory. I want to know, though. Like, do you have, like, you're you're Korean. Right? I'm Chinese-Hawaiian. Chinese-Hawaiian. Yeah. I don't know why I thought you were Korean. Well, I love Korean food. It's my second favorite okay. behind Italian. So, I don't know. Do you have, like, a favorite, like, food memory or, like, something that you eat or smell that you're like, oh, like, it reminds you or takes you back to a place? Um, or I, anything you love making. I mean, I. I mean, I. I, I it love, doesn't have to be Chinese wife. You know, you know, I. I think about. You know, I thought about that because it's you know that's we had the the uh, precursor yeah. Uh, email yeah um, outline the and I thought about that was. and and like I there was a there's a couple things great that I thought of number one um my grandmother the reason why I am so food centric is mm-hmm. that my grandmother was um, an incredible chef. She just uh, was, you know, kind of well known throughout Honolulu to be like uh, just a kind of a culinary, like, you know, uh, she just was kind of a magic, just magic in the in the kitchen. Oh wow! And so, like, you know, like the the mayor and the governor would sometimes come over for dinner, and she she cooked these fantastic, like, for Christmas, and she, and and she would cook these like, you know, twenty course meal or whatever. She was just amazing. Um, uh, and, you know, because Hawaii is such a multicultural place, she knew how to cook all these different things. She sort of mm-hmm. had a basis in French cuisine, oh. um, but she cooked like a lot of Chinese food because she was Chinese. Mm-hmm. And uh, she cooked like, you know, she could cook Japanese food really well. Um, not so much the Korean food, but she cooked pretty decent Italian food, you know, French fare, which she was pretty good at. But she was just really good. And she would often pick me up from grade school. Mm-hmm. And she would always try to feed me because that's what grandmothers do. And if she didn't like cook me something fantastic, like sometimes she'd pick me up, she'd be like, would you like a snack? And I'd be like, I always was like, yes. And sometimes she would take me back to her house and cook me like, she'd pull out like an Australian rack of lamb and cook <laughs> me like a rack of lamb for my snack. Like, snack. Perfectly rare, like rare, medium rare, like, oh you God. know, basted in like mustard and garlic and thyme. And, and like, she would just like roast me at like a, a, a rack of lamb but when she but when she wasn't feeling up to like cooking uh when she she had been uh had the privilege of being um in on the mcdonald's ipo the initial public offering of mcdonald's so she owned stock in mcdonald's stop so she would take me to mcdonald's because she always looked at like she was putting money back into her own pocket That's it's very very chinese yeah um and I, and she would laugh because i would eat like two big macs because i was like a I was a growing kid and I would eat like two Big Macs and some fries and some chicken nuggets. And she would just laugh and laugh and laugh. And um, so uh, Big Macs kind of are a thing for me. That's why we have one of those. At, at We have like a gourmet Big Mac at the Belmont. Yeah. It was kind of an homage to my grandmother. Oh my God, I love that. That's so cool. I love the sauce on the Big Mac. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's an amazing creation. It's, it an, really it's an American legend. I know. Oh, they closed the McDonald's right here. They're going to reopen it though. Shut up. Yeah, they're, they're, that's part of the contract of this of this uh, shopping center is they're, they're creating a big live, live work condo, but that McDonald's goes back in. Oh, my gosh. And I think the Pollo Loco goes back in, too. I just saw what? online the other day it said temporarily closed. So okay. 
I have a little faith that they're going to reopen the Pollo Loco because I, I have a little bit of a, a soft spot for Pollo, Pollo Loco. They have great sides. Great sides and the, right? and, the, and the chicken is good. It's legit. It's not sketchy. You know how I know that is all all my Mexican barbacks get like they'll show up with El Pollo Loco. And you're like, like you approve? It. If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> you know, um, another memory that I have is um, in, in, in in growing up in Honolulu. Uh, there was uh, at Alamona Shopping Center, there was uh, an American Italian restaurant called Bella Italia. And my uncle Wendell and my auntie Annette used to take me and my cousins, Tia and Tessa, over there. I think my cousin Todd got born too late to go there. But they, uh, I just, lo- they had a half and half dish. It was, you know, meat, ravioli, and spaghetti. Oh, yeah. And uh, to this day, it's my, it's probably one of my death row meals. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I've never asked anyone on the pod, like, what is your last oh, I supper? Think that's, that's a really good one. Because I think that one. tells you a lot about somebody. Totally. Yeah. So it would be a meat ravioli. It would probably be like a pasta, would be like a pasta red sauce with like maybe Italian sausage, meatballs, mm-hmm. maybe some ravioli on there. You know, yeah. it, it would be something like that. Bottle of red wine. Like, oh, like, yeah. I, I could eat that every day. Let's get specific. Like, what red wine would it be? I know mine. I mean, for that, maybe like a nice Multipulciano or something. Oh, I don't it. know. Look but, at him pulling it out. But we, but you know, we love, we love the prisoner, right? The prisoner's love delicious. Love a prisoner. Yeah. But I feel like I'm like cheating on Oren Swift now because like he doesn't own prisoner anymore. Yeah. Well, he has this new, he has, I, he has, have you tried it? Oh yeah. I've okay. tried a bunch of the new ones. Yeah. Did you, oh, do you yeah. like them? Yeah. They're pretty good. I think they're really good. Yeah. I still, big fan. I would probably do an Opus one. That would be my, just because that to me is like elite. Love it. Yeah. I, I would do... The meat sauce, but I would eat a fresh mozzarella from like New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> and I would eat it like an apple and just dip it in the meat in sauce. The meat so- yeah, yeah, and that would be that no would pasta. Be- I don't know. Maybe it would be my dad's rigatoni in the meat sauce. Okay, yeah, that. Oh, that's like my food. Med- like the second I smell my dad's meat sauce, not a yeah. bolognese. I feel like I'm like a little like. I'm not even like legit Italian with my meat sauce because I don't like the celery and the carrots and the onions. I like just like a meat sauce. You know, I'm 100% with you on that. Right? I, I think that, you know, the further south you go in Italy, they have variations on on, on the Bolognese, you know, like, you know, and I, I kind of, I, I, you know, Italians are so strict about, about, about their, a lot of things. They're strict. They're, yeah, about a lot of things. <laughs> But food, I mean, like you know, I I, I can't I can't uh, cook an Italian meal without you know my Italian cousin like talking shit at me oh, from yeah. you know like he'll Facebook message me immediately and be like you know what why are you why are you putting uh, Italian <laughs> sausage with pasta nobody eats sausage with pasta no salsiccia with pasta you know and I'm like <laughs> come on man like it's an American Italian it's sausage it and is. peppers yeah. you know I mean it's not. He's like, that is not Italian. That's a good you know? Italian accent. It's not, I mean, I'm not bad. That was pretty I speak good. speak a little Italian. Yeah, look at you. I do. I'm pretty I, good. Dylan's going to give me Italian lessons when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, no sono paisano, but uh, parlo poco italiano. Guys, you heard it here first. I love it. Um, I want to know, who would you want, like, your dream dinner? Like, could you pick, like, three people, dead, alive, famous? You know, it's interesting. You, you, you asked me the question, and I didn't really think about it that hard because yeah. I immediately just knew that it would be my, my grandmother and my dad. That's, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's who it would be. You know, she couldn't be anybody else. Yeah. Um, I love that. You know, you think about, you know, do, do I have dinner with, uh, you know, 
I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I can't even think of anybody that I'd rather have dinner with than my, oh my grandmother gosh. and my dad. Gosh, Dylan, yeah. thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. That was, guys, that was so sweet. Dylan's <laughs> going to make us all cry. Everyone take a drink. Dylan and I are now on our second high noons. Um, you know what's funny? It would, for me, and I've never like answered this, it would be my dad's mom, my yeah. grandma Jerry, that passed away before I was born. Right. And she was like the cook. Right. And it would probably be like her and my grandpa Benny. Yeah. Like her, they were Ben and Jerry, which is oh, how cute. adorable is That's that? Cute. Um, yeah, it would probably be them. And then maybe I'd throw in like Robert De Niro or like Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually ate the dinner right next to Al Pacino at Dantana's. <gasps> Me too. Yeah, he's Not always there. He's always there. At Capo. At Cabo. Yes, Capo. Oh, Capo. Capo. Oh, Capo. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Wait. Did you feel like you were in like any given Sunday? Like I felt like he was doing a monologue for two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the best was I went, I went, um, this was, this was really good, good too, to tangentially. I went to, um, oh, what is that restaurant called? Oh. Um, there's a restaurant in Manhattan that I had been dying to go to forever. And uh, it's on Houston. Oh, Houston. And, oh, that brings back memories of being 21. Oh, what is that? Damn it. Where's Chris Shanley when you need him? Um, we used to go to, was it Dos Caminos on Houston? So there's, there's an Italian restaurant there. Dos Silvano? I'm going to, I'm going to have to try to pull it up um and they call it the rails that you can get into and so you have to you can only there's you can't make a reservation you have mm -hmm. to wait in line mm -hmm. um and it is it's fantastic bar pity uh i i, I love bar pity um that's, thank you for saying it right <laughs> um that's that's on sixth or something right oh, okay yeah. my, my that was one of my cousin's favorite haunts oh yeah this place is called Hang on one second. Oh my gosh, I love it. I want it. Guys, I feel like we're going to have to bring Dylan back on. There's so I'm many places. I'm down to places. do it. I love talking about food. I mean, I, I literally want to talk to you for hours about all of this. Um, it's, oh, I, just, I, remembered, I remembered it without looking it up. It's called Emilio's Bayato. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I was yeah. going to be like, is it Katie Holmes' ex-boyfriend's dad's restaurant? Is that? Is he, yes. Is he yes. Katie Holmes' ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> my Uncle Gene loves it there. It's so good. Yeah, I haven't been yet. I'm dying The veal parm. I'm sorry for all of the... Uh, the the vegans out there. Oh, it's but okay. The, the veal parm is just fantastic, oh. and the, they, they just do a really good job there. Okay, it's a it's a wonderful restaurant. But w I, I had been dying to go there forever, and I went and just w I, I recently went like last year and just decided to let's go wait in line. So I took my two friends, uh, Sherry and Chris, that uh, that I was there with, and we went and we waited in line. And I, while we were waiting in line, you know, Emilio sits out front. Mm -hmm. You know that he sits out front with his like three buddies. And they just eat dinner and drink wine all night and like entertain each other and, and, and say hi to people. Oh yeah, total goals. <laughs> and he's fantastic. But um, he had some friends that were there and they were taking a picture and they asked my friend Chris and they're taking a picture with the chef and Emilio and they asked my friend Chris, will you take a picture of us? And my friend Sherry said, I'll take a picture of Chris taking the picture. And I, I thought I was just taking the piss out of him. So I was like, like taking a picture of him taking the picture and mm -hmm. I didn't realize he was taking a picture of Dustin Hoffman <laughs> and Dustin Hoffman's son. Oh, God. <laughs> and I had been at Emilio's Vallato that night. Um, but, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's uh, another legend. I love Carbone. Um, love. I love, I love the one in Vegas, actually. I think the one in Vegas is better than the one in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. I just um, went there on, like, a mini bachelorette, and it was every – that was actually, I mean, not to steal from Carbone, but the, like – picture where should we eat of my podcast okay, was yeah. modeled after the like carbon lights oh I, yeah i like sent the designer okay. the carbon logo and i was like how do we make this like kind of carbon -ish? it's such a good product yeah. you know the the i don't know if if you've had their bottled sauce 
No, I haven't. It's the best bottled. It's better than Rayo's. It's better than Rayo's. Rayo's is very good, though. I mean, another hot tip. It's yeah, better Rails than Rayo's. It's good. more expensive than Rayo's, but it's better than Rayo's. Well, then it should be more expensive. Um, it's it's probably the best bottled tomato sauce I've ever had. Oh my god! I always stick with the Arrabbiata though, because I'm a spicy guy. Yeah, yours okay. Um, like it, yeah. I I just felt like the whole vibe, the whole ambiance, everything about beautiful. it. It's beautiful. It's just so gorgeous. It, the, the playlist alone, yeah. we were just like, we need this playlist. The sommelier there is fantastic. Yep, mm-hmm. um, everything. He, 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 I, I've met him. He's fantastic. Um, the food is extraordinary. I've never been to the one in New York. So my thing about the one in New York is that, um, and I think most people who have been there who who aren't like famous or whatever probably have had this, a similar experience. Can't get in. No, they, they they make it they make you feel like they're doing you a favor like by peasants. Yeah, you're like you're lucky to be there, you know. <sighs> and the, the food the food presentation is fantastic. You know, I think yeah. um, uh, you know Mario Carbone is sort of celebrated as like one of the guys who really put American Italian cuisine into like a gourmet forefront. Mm-hmm. And I think that's accurate. I think you know he he does just a, I mean it's fantastic. And for me, going to Italy as much as I have had the you know, privilege of going. Yeah. I'm, as, as, I've, as I've been lucky enough to go to um, and experience not all of it, but a lot, but some of Italy, I, I sometimes miss the American Italian mm-hmm. cuisine. And, you know, we don't really have that a really good one here in LA. We have Dantana's, which is, you know, I mean, it's great. I mean, the chicken parm and veal parm. The chicken parm, I think is fantastic. Great. It's the yeah. best in the city. That's the go-to. Yeah. And so if you know what to order at Dantana's, I think you can't go wrong. It's a great place. And I Great love the staff. Dirty and martini. The, yeah, and, it, and it's just, it's all a part of the experience, and it's yeah. one of my favorite restaurants in Los Angeles. Mm. But you know, it doesn't really hold a candle to some of the New York places. Have you been to Patsy's in New York? I have not been to Patsy's. You need to go to Patsy's. Okay. Shout out to Sal, who's okay. the owner, head chef, everything. We awesome. love him. Where is it? He it's like right, kind of in like the theater district, and. My dad started going there when he was little. Oh, awesome. So that's how long so that's it's a long ride. been around. And they have this, it's a baked mm. pasta mm. that literally, it's just like, well, there is some regatta, but it's not having no, regatta. No, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with It's a little bit. But stuff. like they, it's just, oh, I dream about it. Amazing. I'm dying for it. It's so good. But everything, the ambiance, like you go upstairs, it's all mirrored. Theater and, district like, is midtown right? Yeah. I don't really make it up there. I know. It's it's a destination. Yeah. But I'm. But if, if you're telling me to go eat a time for you have place, to go. I'm going to go. You have to go. I'm definitely going to go. I want to do like a live 100%. Where Should We Eat podcast from there. <laughs> um, wow, guys, that was that was a great main course, man. <laughs> that was, you killed that. Was um, that a main course? That okay. was our main course. Okay. I feel like I wanted to, okay, we're going to have an intermezzo because karaoke at the Belmont, okay. I'm bringing it back to karaoke. I just have to ask because I feel like everyone needs a karaoke go-to song and the Belmont karaoke on Sunday nights, like you've been through a lot of fucking karaoke. Yeah. What's your go-to and what's like a big like don't or do <laughs> during karaoke? I think, you know, I think that karaoke, you know, it's funny because growing up in Honolulu, there's a lot of, they call it karaoke there because everybody's Japanese. Got it. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't love it when I took over the Belmont. I was like dreading it. I hate, I actually hate karaoke. I'm yeah. I, 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 like I used to hate bars that became karaoke bars because you're like, I just want to be at a bar. Yeah. And why the fuck are people singing? And yeah. like. And, uh, you know, uh, again, shout out to my friend, Rob Evers, who was the guy who created that promotion 16 yeah. years ago. That's so crazy. Um, and he used to send me, he used to send like, you know, the mass, uh, texts because back then there was no social media. So, yeah. you know, like I would, I would be working Sunday nights at the Trocadero and 
and I would want people to come in and see me and I would get the Mastex karaoke at the Belmont and I was competing with, you know, the American bar that Idol. I was eventually going to own. Which is um, so cool. It's weird. But, um, you know, as I took over, I, I, I kind of did fall in love with it. I think karaoke is, um, everybody likes music. If you don't, then we got nothing to talk about. That's you know. weird. I think it's a self-expression, you know, it's, uh, and people really dig it. It's like some people's like night out. Some, some people's not getaway, you know, they get to be the star for three minutes, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just think you pick a song that you love and, you know, practice or don't practice and just do your best. You know, there was a girl that we were with last night, beautiful girl. And she was like, I have the worst voice. And I'm like, but you know what? There's gotta be a, a yang to the yin. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if, if there's no like bad singers, there's no good singers. You're like, have you seen my best friend's wedding when Cameron Diaz wins over the yeah. bar and because you, she has such a bad voice? You sort of just have to go for broke. If you go for broke, you're going to win. Confident. Just yeah, you just have come to come in hot. Yeah. Just, do those, just do those three or four shots of tequila and oh just get God. out there. You I've know? actually walked out of the Belmont crying because of a karaoke oh, experience. No. <laughs> no, it was, well, I also did it with like a pop star. It was... <laughs> I had a little more confidence than I should have. I know my lane in karaoke. No, oh. I've done I'm a Slave for You, okay. full choreography there, and awesome. that killed. Yes. That kills. That killed. Yeah. Um, I should go back, actually. You By should. the way, I'm doing a Britney tribute show at the Hollywood Improv, of June 10th. Guys, are. buy your tickets. Go it's see Jacqueline. Going to be epic. You have to come. Anyway, I digress. It was so the parlor, we would always go there yeah, on right. Sunday nights. Yeah, right. And so we would do the karaoke and I just had liquid courage and confidence. And Trevor Pennick was like, let's do Empire State of Mind. And I was like, yeah, I could totally be Alicia Keys now. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking O-Town Trevor is just like killing it. I should have taken the Jay-Z part. I know the rap. Yeah. But I, it was like a bird was being just like strangled. Like my Alicia Keys was so bad. Those are tough notes to hit. They were so tough. And like, it's just repeat, repeat. Yeah. Oh, like you right. couldn't. You have to keep saying the same thing you over and over. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't. And I'm just like walking to the patio and losing it. Oh. Like, oh my God. It's fine. I've done karaoke since. Um <laughs> It's terrible. You just got to get back on the horse. You just got to do it. I've had no, some bad ones. You have? Sure. Yeah, sure. Like what? I mean, you just like, maybe, you know, you get drunk and you, you forget the lyrics or, yeah. you know, whatever. You just and have to be like, there oh, I'm, let's, let's, let's go, you know? Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, okay. My go-to is Footloose. It's Footloose. Yeah. I know choreography to that. We'd do be you? a killer duo for that one. Yeah. Footloose I would be your like backup dancer. The karaoke guy, Rob, makes me do, um. Well, that's what make me do. We do duets together a lot because I just want, I like to get him into it, and he likes to get into it. And he used to be like a a rock singer guy. So we do um, uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Oh, that's cool. Which always is a good crowd pleaser. You got to think about a crowd pleaser, right? I think some people think too much about a crowd pleaser. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, nobody wants to hear "What If God Was One of Us." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody wants to hear you do that. No one. No one. Nobody even wants to hear her do that. No. So, um, oh, God. You know, you, can't, you just can't pick a shit song. Don't be selfish. And, and also, like, unless you're just going to murder the ballad, if you're murdering the ballad, killing the ballad, then do the ballad. But if you're not going to just absolutely kill the ballad, don't do the ballad. Don't make a sit through your ballad. Yeah. It's, it's like, a buzzkill. It, it's, it's, it's like it's half DJ, half performer, right? You yeah. have to figure out, like, what. You gotta, you gotta, you know, read the room. Yeah. Read the room. <laughs> have the crowd in mind. You know, I love that. For sure. Um, I'm going to have you read 
the room now. We're going to do a rapid fire course before I ask oh. you your favorite tip and let you go. We're definitely going to have you back on because okay. there's so many other things I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about like reopening the bar during COVID, like so many things. Okay. So we'll I'm just down have to come anytime. On. I live yeah. right around the corner. That's it, guys. Dylan's an unofficial co-host at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally game. Okay, rapid fire. Frosé or Aperol spritz? Okay, that that's tough because I just got back from Italy and I don't think I can have another Aperol spritz for a, like a <laughs> it's year. Like running through your veins. <laughs> I, I literally I sent a text to my friend Chris last night who drank thirty seven thousand Aperol spritzes yep. while we're there and continues to do it. And mm-hmm. I said I just thought about an Aperol spritz and I felt a little bit nauseous, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Frosé. But I would, to be honest with you, I would probably go Frosé. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I do love a good frozen drink. Lee would never like tell us how to make the actual frosé at Elbow Room. Like it was like a secret. Really? Yeah. It's really good there. I've never had the Belmont frosé. The one, the Belmont one is my recipe and and, um, I want you to try it. I'm going to. Okay. That's it. I'm going to go there. Uh, Oh, I won't be here this Sunday, but I'll go there next Sunday and try it. Or this week. What am I talking about? Whenever you want. You let me know. Whenevs. Um, I want to know, would you rather wear a onesie or like a monochromatic suit? Because Dylan is very notorious for both moments. And I feel like you rock both of those very well. I I think anytime I can wear a suit over a onesie, I'm probably going to wear the suit. But I do love onesies. I know. I'm happy you said suit, though. Yeah. Like, a suit is really good. Okay. I want to know, what comes to mind when I say these places? Like, what is your favorite place to eat or just favorite thing or just, like, the first thing that comes to mind? Vegas. Ooh, Vegas. What comes, what come, what's the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> You're like, um, I can't say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Vegas is, has just so many good restaurants. It really so, does. So, like, pools and great dinners is that's, that's kind of what I think of. It's not what I always get to, unfortunately, depending on who I'm with. It's tough. But, yeah, but it I depends do, on your crew. But I do like growing. I do like being an adult in Vegas. I like going to like a really nice dinner and spending all day at the pool. Yeah. And then gambling a little. I don't like clubbing is completely beyond me at this point. I'm not into it. I We went for like a small bachelorette and I were like we could have gone to a club and we didn't. Yeah. It's much more much more fun to just stay intimate. And like, right. Yeah. I, that's what I think. I don't know. Okay. Um, Miami Beach. I think of Pete Cannot. <laughs> really? I don't know why. Just well, he just moved there. He just moved there. That's why. Miss you, Pete. Pete. <laughs> um, I I love Miami Beach. I know some people hate it. I love it. Um, Is there a car bone on the beach there now? They just opened one, like within the last uh, year or so. God. There's a car bone down there now. But yeah, I think the you know the Miami food scene is 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 really. You want to talk about a food scene that stepped up its game. Miami. Because I used to DJ when a music conference in like the nineties there. And You've had eighteen lives. Yeah, I have. I'm old. But um but but there was no food there. And now there's it's there's beautiful food down in Miami. Oh great food. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Tons of great food. Um the Trevi Fountain. Three AM. Three <laughs> three AM Trevi Fountain, three AM to six AM. There's two things I think of. Trevi Fountain, three AM to six AM is the only time to go to Trevi Fountain. Never go there any other time. Shut up. Because when you go at three AM, there's nobody there. You're it's right. like you have the entire Trevi Fountain to yourself. <gasps> the, the weather is the best at three AM. Oh my and, gosh. And um, the other thing that I would think of when I think of Trevi Fountain is a restaurant called Al Moro, and it was my my dear Auntie Joanne's favorite restaurant in Rome. Oh. And she lived in in Italy for quite some time because she married an Italian guy when. Her first marriage was to an Italian guy. Smart girl. Um, And uh, she loved El Moro. And El Moro is a fantastic restaurant. And it's right there uh, at at Trevi Fountain. They shave fresh white truffle onto your pasta. Okay. 
They're one of those places that serve it in the Parmesan wheel. Mm. It's the, and the, the food at El Moro is extraordinary. Okay. Yeah. Do you, okay. Is there a Harry's bar? Like the Harry Cipriani? Is that there in Rome too? There, there, there might be. be. I don't think I've been to you it. You have there. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I take No, it's okay. Um, Denver. Um, I feel like you've spent time. I went to school at the University of Colorado exactly. Boulder. I'm like, there's a reason why I have that on here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Denver. You're like falling in the cafeteria, bitch. Don't yeah. bring it no, up no. again. <laughs> <laughs> I love Denver. You know, Northern Colorado, I think, is one of the most beautiful places in the United States that I've been. Okay. And I can never get enough of it. Yeah. Denver is uh, always kind of an up and coming city. It never quite gets there, yeah. I feel like. But it's yeah. But it's always up and coming. And there's always um, something to do, see, eat, experience. Um, but, you know, it's proximity to Aspen and... And, and Boulder, where I have spent a lot of time. I, I, I think Northern Colorado is just absolutely beautiful. Okay. And the air is just extraordinary. So we need to go. Beautiful place. Um, out of these places, where should we go? Should we go to Prague? Should we go to Spain? Okay. Or Cartagena? <laughs> these are all places Dylan's been. It's very annoying. He's okay. been everywhere. <laughs> uh, 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 that's t- I would pick Spain. Spain. I would okay. pick Spain, but... The caveat is that I would pick Medellin over Spain. Really? Yeah. I think Medellin is absolutely one of my favorite places I've ever been. No way. It's called Land of the Eternal Spring. It's between 72 and 75 degrees Fahrenheit there all okay. year long. Um, constantly sunny. It might tinkle. It might uh, like rain a little bit here or there, but uh, the food is fresh, delicious. The people are friendly, uh, gorgeous. Um Medellin is, I, I can't say enough good things about Medellin, but Spain is also really awesome. Oh my and, God. and Prague is a beautiful city. The food's pretty good. The bar scene, the, the cocktail scene is up and coming in Prague. Okay. Prague has become the bachelor party destination for England. So Ooh. the weekends are not fantastic in Prague. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the amateurs. But, you know, they, they were known for, uh, the, the Czech were known for, um, you know, during the uh, Nazi invasion of, of Eastern Europe, they... Uh, were they were very uh, gracious to Hitler, so he didn't blow up any of the buildings. So a lot of those buildings are really old and they're really beautiful. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they're, they're, they didn't he didn't they, he didn't damage any of that city at all. It's untouched. So, Amazing. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful city and it's, it's a cool place. But I, I would rather go to Spain or, or, or Medellin. Cartagena, I didn't love. Okay, good to know. Why not? The food scene was 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 very good, and there's some really cool things to do down there. But it's it's really hot. It's really muggy. Um, the going to the islands is really cool. I did get Zika. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I got oh, bit by no. a mosquito. I did get Zika. What um, did you do? I got bitten by a mosquito in the islands, and I just broke out into a rash. This was, I think, seven or eight years ago. Speaking of Pete Cannot, shout out. Um, <laughs> I think it was eight, seven or eight years ago. Um, and I, but I, did, I wasn't planning on having kids anytime soon, so I, I, that was that was fine. I just was got, okay. I, I, I was over it in like two, three days or something. Oh, Jesus. Now we're worrying about like monkey pox. Like <laughs> bananas. Avidic. Bananas. Um, one last question before I ask you your favorite tip, although you've given us a lot. Um, <laughs> I have to, I have to know because Courtney and Travis just got married and Portofino. Do you like Portofino or Positano better? I've never been to Portofino. You? Oh, okay. I think that's where we're actually going to end up going. Okay. Yeah. The thing, I, Positano is beautiful. Um, it is a complete and total workout, though, because posit- when you look at like all those IG uh, girls' pictures looks- and the the big 
the big thing in back of them. Yeah. You have to hike up that thing. Really? That thing's not like, yeah. Like that's how you get down there. You have to climb up that mountain. And it's, it's like streets and streets and streets. And it's not cool over there. It's on, like during so like, season. We're making a good decision not doing this in July, right? I mean, I think July is a very hot month in, in Italy. Yeah. I mean, if you're on the if you're if you're on the Amalfi, you can always just take a dip in the med. Yeah. And it's better. Um, in the med. <laughs> but but, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, I didn't I don't love uh, Positano. OK. I think Capri is 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 much a much better look. Capri is gorgeous. Capri is gorgeous. And the food is fantastic. I would say that, you know, Amalfi is not known for their food. If you talk to Italians, oh, okay. if you talk to Italians, they're always like, yeah, mm. the it's pretty. It's it's pretty, but the food's not that great. All right. I um, mean, it can be great. Do you stay in Capri? I, or is it like a day trip? I stay in Sorrento. Sorrento. And then, and then kind of take a boat to Capri. Got and it. And then you can, stay, you can stay in Capri. Good. Some of the hotels in Capri are gorgeous. And okay. that's a lot of hiking, too. Capri is also hiking. You know, yeah. Amalfi, a lot of Amalfi Coast is hiking. It's like... Which I don't mind. It's very hilly. I like to keep it tight. Yeah. Lift the booty. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know. You're a workout gal. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I think that peppering it a little bit with some time in Rome is good. Because yeah. you go to Rome and you eat the good food and then you go over there and you eat some pretty great food. But it's like, it's more about the scenery. The vibes. And the, yeah, the vibes. Um, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I yeah. Positano is beautiful though but it's just it's a lot of hiking it's a lot of hiking yeah. good to know yeah i think we actually might from ireland fly into milan okay and then do rapallo and portofino and maybe even like lake como yeah just because that's an easier i, I hear feel it's like, gorgeous up there that's yeah. the thing that i haven't done i want to go up there and do bologna you should meet us tuscany. i haven't done tuscany Tuscany's yet. great siena's fantastic <gasps> siena's a one-day trip though okay venice cool. is a one-day trip one day yeah florence is a two-day trip got it all um, right. but, but I do want to get, get up there. Like I want to do my neck. My goals are, you know, um, I know my cousin hasn't been to, to a Venice. So go up through Venice and then maybe hit Multipulciano, do Bologna and, uh, Lake Cuomo. And then my other trip is, uh, I want to do, uh, South. I want to do uh, Puglia mm -hmm. into Calabria, into Sicily. My parents were just in Sicily. They just got back. Uh, did they have the time of their lives? Time of their it? lives. Like the pictures look phenomenal. Are they Sicilian? No, okay. we're not. My dad's from Naples. Mm -hmm. My mom's Irish, English, German. Yeah. But yeah, we're from Naples. So yeah. that was a Napolitano. whole. Napolitano. Napolitano. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sicily was never like the one place we wanted to go. But yeah. now I'm like, I want to go there. Maybe I need to change up my trip. Yeah. It looked fabulous. Naples is not fantastic. Yeah. The pizza is, though. Some of my favorite food is from Naples. I mean, the Damichelle, because Luciana was sending me pictures of the pizza in Naples at the Damichelle, the yeah. La Antica, whatever it is that we have here in yeah. Hollywood, and they looked identical. Yeah. Francesco's, like, from there. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. Super nice. I've met them, like, once. Super nice guy. Yeah. And I, I'm really happy for their success. And, you know, we can always use more Italian. Yes, exactly. But, well, yeah, Napoli, I think, is the birthplace of almost a lot of my favorite foods. And it, totally. It's just not the best, most friendly place to be. No. It's a little dangerous, too. It's a little dangerous. Well, bet. Um, thanks for that tip. Uh, you made it to the end. This isn't goodbye. This is just I love goodbye it. I could do now. this all. I could do this. I know we could just day. sit and talk and eat. I wanted to like eventually. I want to make this like we're doing it in a restaurant. Like maybe. So we used to have fuck Mary kill. We used to have a comedy show with the right. Belmont. Yeah. Like we should just do live podcasts. You're the like, best at naming things. Oh. <laughs>
You are. That's such a kind great, of such a, fuck Mary Kill was such a great idea. That this was. podcast is such a great idea. Yeah. Like, that was good. more of a Luchana Walker Hayes thing, oh, but yeah. I will take credit for being there. It's <laughs> um, fun. Uh, so here at Where Should We Eat, tips are appreciated. And um, I want to know, do you have, you've already dropped so many great tips for the Paisans, but do you have anything else you recommend, whether it be a tip from working in a restaurant, a tip from going to restaurants? Tip from owning a restaurant or just I think my my tip is to tip. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like that's my tip. Mike drop. Tip like tip. You know, like Booking the tip. best thing you can ever do at a bar is walk up with a twenty dollar bill and <sighs> give it to the bartender and be like, This is for you. And then order drinks. Yeah. I mean, it's 20 bucks. It's not, I mean, it's not going to make or break you. It just helps. And, you know, the likelihood that you're going to get a free drink out of that is so high. So high. It's so high. I mean, you got to know your, I mean, if you're going to a corporate gig or like you're going to places where they can't do that, then, you know, it's not going to happen. But, you know, I just think, you know, I just think being nice, you, you know, you, there's that old saying, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Totally. And I, and like, if you're in a bad mood, stay home. Just like you know, just like the COVID. If you if you're sick, stay home. If yeah. you're in a bad mood, don't go to a bar and take out your bad mood on. Don't push it. It's you not going to change once you're at the bar. You know what? I did that. So I went to EatsCon mm-hmm. on Saturday. Okay, how was it? It was great. It's guys for those. I should do like a separate episode for, because it was great. Like they yeah. had all these cool restaurants. I love. And it, you guys should have been there. Did there were there long lines. Yeah, but they weren't that bad. But there was lo- a really long line for like the bar. Yeah, and we were waiting, and there was a, like two people, like two in front of us, and they kept calling over their friends. So yeah. it turned into like ten drinks in front of you, right? Instead of whatever, and the line like it was a twenty minute wait. I was with my friend who's pregnant, like, yeah. and we were like, what the? Yeah. And I went up to the bar and I wanted to yell at the bartender because I've been a bartender for years, yeah. and you could tell they gave them these drink recipes like an hour before they right. opened, and he was just doing everything one by one. Mm-hmm. He wasn't batching. He wasn't like doing like it was just like watching paint dry, right. and it was so infuriating. And I had to stop. And instead of being like, you know, that was really like not cool. I was just like, wow, that really sucks for you. Like, I feel bad that mm. like you had to like do that. Like, did you just get the recipes? And yeah. he was like, oh my God, you have no idea. Like yeah. we, we were setting up and they gave us all these recipes and he started like venting and I was like, don't need to take up more time. Right. But like, I feel bad. I have a yeah. good day. Like, and he gave me like an extra glass of rose because That's of it. fantastic. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, like you just kind of have to stop yourself when you're really pissed off. Yeah. And just know people are going through it. Sure. You know, I mean, I, I like as a, I was a bartender for 20 years and, you know, I've had many experiences. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have, a, you know, I'm quick to, to, I have a quick temper. So it's like, I've had many experiences where I'm standing in a bar and they're just doing everything wrong and it, I just get infuriated. I have to walk away. I'll walk away. Oh, my God. I'll walk away. Yeah, because I'm like, do you want me to jump behind there? Like, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's frustrating. And that's a, different, that's a different animal. But I think going into a place with the expectation that you're going to treat the people – because the people that are working there are generally at war. Yeah. You know, and the nicer you are to any server or bartender that's helping you, I feel like the better chance of a really good experience for you, yep. you're going to have. You're going to get a shot. You're going to get an extra drink. Yeah. Or they're going to come to you first before anyone sure. else. If, if my servers come to me and they go, you know what? This table over here is so sweet. You know, I'm always like, take 10, take 20% off their bill. Yeah. You know, or send them a free round of drinks. It's worth you it. You know, I mean, it's just 
one of those things that happens at my bar, if you're super sweet and like, and the servers love you, you're going to get taken care of, you yeah. know? And I think like, it's, it's good just to, you know, just good to approach life from that, that perspective. It's just be nice until it's time not to be nice. And don't say, I got you later. Like <laughs> anyone that tells me they're going to take care of me. I'm like, oh, anybody man. who asks you to hook it up. Anybody who says hook it up, hook the drink up, no. is not gonna. They're not. And they go, I'll hook you up. They're not gonna hook you up. They're not gonna hook you it's, up. They're, they're not gonna hook you. Up. <laughs> so just don't. Just say make it. them a regular drink and call it a day. Exactly. Like you're making it worse for yourself. Actually, <laughs> this one time is funny story. This one time, I'll make it quick. Yeah. This one time, I was at a bar and the bartender was so bad that I had to walk away. And <laughs> I and the second round, the second round, it took us 45 minutes to get a drink at a not crowded bar. And I, I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't ever do this, but I'm going to let this guy have it. I was yeah. like, well, I, I walked up and I was like, I got this round, guys. And I walked up and I had, in my mind, I had it all prepared. I was like, you should not be bartending. Um, you're doing everything wrong. Oof. Like, and I was just like, you, you know, it's just, it's offensive how slow you are. And I walked up to the bar and I was, I was just about to launch into it. And the guy goes, Dylan. <gasps> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> And then he was like a friend of my friends and I had met him before. Oh no. And he was like, can I buy you some drinks? And I was like, yes, thanks, man. Here's some money. Oh God. Like, it was so funny though. It was, uh, I, I, I did not expect, cause I was not in my element. It was not like, I, ne I didn't recognize the guy. I was like, I just have to tell this guy he needs to like, you know, just improve on his skills. Quit. Yeah. <laughs> just quit. Nope. It was, well, it was funny though. In that case, guys. Nice dude though. <laughs> Great bar. If you see Dylan standing at your bar, step up your goddamn game. <laughs> oh, man, you're the best. Um, I love being here. This is fantastic. Yes, nice definitely trust that tip. That was a great thing. And tip. Yeah. Um, pimp yourself out. Where can everyone find you? Uh, in my apartment. Like under the covers, <laughs> behind Connie and Ted's. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I own the Belmont, and uh, I yeah. think it's a good time. I mean, it's we so try great. to treat everybody with love and respect, and uh, I think uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun place to be. We, uh, you know, we're just an easy place to be, and I think it's that's what makes the formula work. I think that's why it stood the test of time. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I know when I first moved to LA. My best friend, Melissa Soso, had her 25th birthday party. Now I'm not allowed to say how many years ago that was. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, Jacqueline. Three years ago. It was last year. Um, no. <laughs> I've been going to the Belmont since I moved to Hollywood. Yeah. And I was, we met taking classes on La Cienega at Margie Haber's, which was like right, a, like right by the Belmont. Yeah. And like, I feel like my first whole like LA experience was just running up and down La Cienega and going. That was the best time. Yeah. I used to do it too. I was there all the time. Yeah. I moved here in 2008. So that's yeah. when, and it was like, I had a birthday at area. I've had a birthday at Belmont. I've right. had many, like all the things at Belmont. Yeah. You know, it was my favorite bar. Yeah. And then, you know, it just that it became time to buy a bar and that one happened to be up for sale. And that was, uh, fortuitous you know i love it but yeah we're not i mean it's not it's not a pretentious place no um it's you can but just it's walk right cool. in like you're, it's not like you're walking into like yeah i think the, i think one of the things that really saves is women feel really safe there so there's a lot yeah. of tables of all women and if there anytime like i've always said like i don't like i'll I, i'll cater to the women like because if women are there guys are going to show up let's face it i mean yeah you know that's what it is it's so, so fun I'm um, so happy you guys reopened. I literally, my barometer for COVID was just watching the Belmont's Instagram. And I was like, well, are they opened? <laughs> Is everything okay? That was rough. 
that was rough. Yeah, but you made it through. We um, did. Thank you so much Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. We're this gonna, is awesome. We're going to have you back. I can't wait for part two. Yes. Yes. I hope you meet us in Rapallo in Italy this year. Um, Paisans, thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate you supporting the podcast. I love hearing from you. You can email WSWE podcast at gmail.com. Um, and also come to the Hollywood Improv June 10th for the Britney tribute show. It's Britney, bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I'll do better. I promise. That was uh, fantastic. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. And um, ciao. Bye. Grazie mille. Ciao, ciao.